Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat. It's a beautiful Saturday. I know. It's so weird recording in the middle. Well, not the middle of the day. It is four in the afternoon here, but... That's middle uh, of the day for me. It, it is for you. Yes, yes, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, man. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited to talk about some magic. It's We're getting into spooky season now, uh, Pat. It's it's spooky it's scary out. It's true. Yeah, by the time your people listen to this, it'll be two days before Halloween. Yep. So and make I'm sure in- your candy's ready. Make sure your costumes are ready. I'm right down the road from Salem, Mass. Now, Pat, I'm in. I'm in Halloween Central. Oh yeah, you go up there. Me and the girlfriend went there uh, last weekend, but we'll we'll go again. It's good. I mean, it's it's kind of funny that this town has developed an entire tourism industry on public executions. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) public executions and torture of women. Yep, that's. uh, But uh, oh, they're they're witches. So and witches are whimsical. So uh, we can build the tourism industry on it. (laughs) (laughs) But. It is cool seeing all like the historical landmarks, like the House Seven Gables and all that cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, plus, that's awesome. Plus all the all the Halloween themed marijuana shops because all the dispensaries. Oh, I I didn't even think about that. That's extra spooky. <laughs> so all the all the dispensaries have like shuttles running to downtown Salem to their dispensary because all the tourists come in and they want to get all the tourists and they have mm-hmm. all of these like, it's just really funny seeing like corporate America working its way into the marijuana industry. <laughs> oh yeah, well it, you know it was gonna happen, right? I like, know you knew it was gonna happen, yeah, but it's just so yeah. funny. It's just like, like wow, it's like watching it in real time. It's like wow. Watching Christmas get turned into like corporate gift giving holiday yeah, <laughs> yeah. right in front of your eyes. Yep. Yep. It, and it happens fast. It, it happens, happens very fast, quickly, but uh, it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we have a, we have a great guest this week, Jared. Would you like to introduce him? We do. We do. Coming all the way from Europe. Uh, I believe the first time we have actually ever even had a Belgian legacy player on the podcast, uh, Mr. Sam, is it Dams? Dams? Uh, well, you can say Dams. It's uh, Sam Dams in, in Dutch, but it, Sam Dams is fine. Everyone calls me that. Though, Dams. They're talking Dams. <laughs> yeah. Dams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can Dams. we can make that concession. That's okay. We don't have to. We don't have to Americanize everything. Uh, exactly. If, if, that's fine by me. Fine by me. <laughs> Should I call you in in Dutch if if you want? To? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. What is what would Jerry's name in Dutch be? Um, uh, Jerry May would be would be how you pronounce it. And I, okay. oh, I like that. Be, uh, Jerry May. That sounds and, nice. And it sounds have, like uh, Jenny May. Yeah. If you yeah, basically. And then we have uh, Pat Urkelo. Okay. Oh, something that's like that. way better than you glow. Way better than you glow. <laughs> uh, Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the cast, man. I know we uh the reason why we're recording on a Saturday was just getting the schedules to work and it uh it took a yeah. lot of work, but I'm glad we made it happen because uh, I'm excited for yeah, basically middle of the day for me as well. That's that's, <laughs> that's not true. it's it's over 10 o'clock in the evening for me here, but it's fine. It's a weekend, so this is uh this is all still good. 
Nice. Excellent. Nice. Excellent. Uh, well, yeah, we got some great stuff to talk about uh, this week. But first off, let's just dive right into it. Your your deck of choice, who you are, your history with Legacy, how you started playing. Give uh, give our listeners the, the background story. Well, I think most people, if they know me, they know me as uh, the guy that always plays Infect uh, in Legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, uh, that's me, Fenris Cloud on, uh, on Magic Online, for people who uh, recognize that name. And, well, pretty much if you're a Legacy grinder, you definitely know me. I, it's funny, I, I recently played uh, um, a match and I, I started playing a different deck than Infect. And someone turn one cabal turd me naming invigorate i just i couldn't help myself i just i laughed out loud that, on my screen because that just i was thinking to myself yeah i probably played this deck too much don't i that's <laughs> turn one cabal that, therapy into the blind that that's the sign you've made it as a legacy player when yeah, someone yeah. you've never met before you don't you have no idea who they are and they just like turn one in the blind like name exactly. something to hate you hate you and out. to be fair they should they should just do that because they <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time I played a different deck in like six months or something like that. <laughs> so right. yeah, that that just that's just who I am. I, I love uh, playing Infect. Um, honestly, I started playing Infect back in. Uh, I I actually checked it myself because I was kind of expecting the question. <laughs> uh, in let's see, my first finish with the deck in a top eight was 2016. Um, and well, if you don't know Infect, Infect is quite a difficult deck to play. So I probably started playing the deck in 2015. And I trained intense, intensely for about a year before I got my first top eight. Uh, and I, I just haven't stopped playing it ever since. I love the gameplay it provides uh, because you have so many angles which, uh, which you can use. Because you can win with regular damage too. Uh, it's, it's, it's rare, but it does happen. And I think that it's, it's such a difficult deck to navigate correctly that I still make mistakes, even though I've been playing it forever. And mm-hmm. that's what I love. I, it, there are many many uh matches where i'm like if i would have played this differently i could have squeezed a win here uh, out of the game um of course looking back on it that's always easy but uh that's that's why i just love the deck so many options so many things to do and uh recently also started playing it in modern uh and yeah i just love it the gameplay is so 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 interesting uh and i'm not gonna lie uh, currently it's a bit difficult the mm. meta is not too forgiving for for infect right now but we've had that before i mean the worst part was probably when renin six remember that card mm-hmm. yeah, I do. plus yep. one destroy every infect creature <laughs> that was not a good time <laughs> that, was, that was horrible then also in fact got a bit of a, a rules change nerf when they went back and retroactively added the phyrexian creature type to every infect creature yeah um, i lost my mind when they when they did that <laughs> I, I i just when i read it i went on twitter and i just started <laughs> just started complaining but you know in all honesty it's it doesn't really matter nobody plays black anyway right now so plague <laughs> right. engineer is is i can just ignore the fact that the card exists uh mm-hmm. But when it got spoiled, I actually had the answer at the ready. Uh, I just started playing Rally the Ranks in the sideboard. Uh, I don't know if you even know that card. Rally the, Rally the Ranks? That sounds familiar. That is that the one where it depends on the number of creatures you have and the number of life you have? No, no, that's, I, don't, I don't even know what that card is. But I'm thinking of timely. I was thinking of timely reinforcements. Timely uh, reinforcements. Oh, so Rally the Ranks. Oh, rally the ranks, choose a creature type as it enters the battlefields. Creatures of the chosen type get plus one, plus one. So it's like yeah. a, it, and a, for one in a white enchantment. So it's like a glorious anthem where you choose a creature type. 
Exactly. So you just name for Axiom and then you just say, I'm going to ignore Plague Engineer exists. Um, I never actually had to start testing it because, as I said, uh, Black hasn't been played a lot. So, yeah, I've just been ignoring the fact that Plague Engineer is a thing, which mm -hmm. you usually, it's, it's usually fine. All the control decks don't play Black. So, and uh, if, if you do play against a Black deck, I'm assuming right now that if someone drops it uh, on um, Underground Sea, it's probably Storm or um, Doomsday. And it's 90% of the time that's correct. Yeah. And they don't play Plague Engineers. Well, Never say never in legacy, but they usually they didn't play it. Mm -hmm. So um I think pretty much the only deck you'd have to worry about is like a learn. Like a learn will run some plague engineers every now and then. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, but that's not if the most common deck. <laughs> yeah, that's not the most common <laughs> exactly. deck by any means. <laughs> indeed, indeed. There will there will there will be options for other decks to play engineer as well. Yeah. Um, so you you have said though that so Plague Engineer wasn't that big of a deal, but it still feels like Infect is on a huge downswing right now. You know, we just, we, I haven't seen Infect top eight in months and months. Mm. So what, what would you say is keeping the mm. deck down right now from, from, you know, making some major top eights? Mm. I think number one is, uh, as I said, the deck is not easy to play. And um, if, in all fairness, if, if you're a newer player right now and you just start playing with Legacy, even I would not recommend starting with Infect because, uh, you're gonna have a rough time. <laughs> Trust me, I've been there. <laughs> Trust me, I've been there. You know, when you start playing the deck, it. Uh, uh, recently, a friend of mine came uh, came to me, and you know, in, in Belgium and in Europe, in some places, we have some players who come to me, and and uh, they they tell me that after I saw you playing the deck, I wanted to play it as well. I tried it a couple of times, and I threw the deck against the wall. Literally, someone <laughs> said that to me. And I don't know if that's true, but that's what they said. And I can only say that, yeah, you will have to accept that in the beginning. You will make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And the worst part about Infect is that it's a deck that's not very forgiving. If you attack with uh, Glycerol, for example, Invigorate Berserk, and they have one Swords to Plowshares, you've three for one yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not forgiving to make mistakes. And I think that's the main thing what keeps uh, players from starting with it, um, especially on, in the online meta. Everyone plays Delver right now or some kind of Modern Horizons 2 shell. And um, these, these decks are so good at finding um, what they need against you that you really have to know all the ins and outs to have just a slight chance of making top eight. Um, so I think that's the main thing. It's not forgiving. And if you want to... If you want to, if if you would start out today with playing Infect, uh, even me, I would tell you, yeah, don't even bet on getting a top eight in the first six months mm. that you're playing. You will have to, um, you will really, really need to get all the ins and outs from the deck. And even me, I'm I'm still learning. You know, I, I never mm. have the feeling that after a tournament that yeah, I played, I had I had once a tournament where I was like I played perfectly and then I did win the tournament. Uh, but but even so, I will definitely have made mistakes, but. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, you have so many options at such a given time. And sometimes, and that's the most difficult thing is, when do you go for it? Because you have to accept the fact that sometimes you have to go for it and make them have a solution. And finding that spot, I truly believe that there's always going to be, well, maybe not always, but very often there will be one spot in a game where you will have the shot of winning, but it's, it's a guessing game because they still need to have removal. So if I have double invigorate for example in my hand and my opponent has one card in hand and i'm playing as the white deck i could just i have to figure out so okay i could go for it kill them or i could go for it and they have swords and i lose and then i have then you have to start deducing 
what has already happened in this game. And for me, I, I base this on statistics. So for example, if my opponent already has three swords plowshares in the graveyard, I'm just going to go for it. They, mm -hmm. they only have one left in the deck. Statistically, this is the best way to go uh, for the win, right? I don't know if it's making any sense, but yeah, so yeah. many, so many angles that you have to um, keep in mind. And once you get the hang of those, it's not even what what your opponent may have in the deck, but also what's in the graveyard that you have to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's just such. I, I, I love the deck, dude. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe that's clear. That, I that's coming across pretty loud and clear right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean that may, that makes sense though because like personally I don't know if you if you think about it this way, but I think of in fact as a combo deck. Really. Damn it, Jerry. That's uh, exactly no. what I was going to say. <laughs> no, 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 no. I disagree strongly on this. You oh, disagree okay. strongly. Oh, that, yeah. that is that is like when I first started playing <laughs> Legacy. That was the way that I was totally look at in fact is like it's like it's yeah, very similar why, to a combo that's deck. why newer players lose <laughs> sorry okay. so rough. no set it set it set it straight what yeah what's yeah, um, how, how should so, you think about the deck good question very good question um <laughs> the thing is it, this is literally the first uh thing that i say to people who are new to infect i tell them infect is not a combo deck if you play infect as a combo deck you are doing it wrong okay however However, a big however is, don't get me wrong, you can be a combo deck, but that's the thing about Infect. You have to, depending on the matchup, you play a completely different game style. If mm. you're playing just a combo deck, yeah, you want to be the, the faster combo deck, which you can be. Infect, turn two mm -hmm. kills, yeah, sure. You, if, if you're playing as combo, you just go for that. If you're playing as the fair deck, however, you do not want to combo mostly most of the time because as i said if you go into great berserk they swords you you've basically won the game for your opponents i very often even board out berserks when i'm playing against fair um, blue decks uh, like against control decks you i take out berserks because i don't especially don't want to play um as as a combo deck hmm. um so that's the thing that i love about infect is you can play as every game style and i don't think there are too many decks that can play that way where in certain matchups you're a combo deck other matchups, you're a, a, I wouldn't say control deck, but more of a aggro based deck. And um, in yeah, sometimes in, in certain decks, you are playing as, as a control deck more, where you try to play like, and this is even depending on the hand. If you have an opening hand with like elf and then just counter magic, you want to do the delver thing, if I can call it that way, where you just you protect your threat. And you, since you only have to deal 10 damage, if you draw just a single pump spell somewhere in the game, that's very often that's just good enough. Because then if you compare this to regular damage, you're going to be slamming in with a 2-2 two -two each turn. And then if you have a plus 4 plus 4, that's like, okay, I'm going to have a 2-2. Two -two, and one turn, I'm going to slam in with an 8-8. Eight -eight. You know, yeah, that's lethal pretty. If, so mm -hmm. if you compare it with this, it makes sense how you don't, you don't have to play as a combo deck. Now, don't get me wrong. If you have the opening hand with Glistener Elf, Daze, Invigorate Berserk, you're on the play. Yeah. Of course. You're just going to go for it turn two. Right, uh, right. And that's that's why I also think the decks are interesting because not only against the matchup, uh, the game style can adapt, but also based on your opening hand and even, but that's really, really more um, high-end high, high end, uh, playing, is depending on the way your opponent plays. Because what I sometimes do is that newer players, they will try to fight with Infect in combat. And um, when I started playing and I'm playing as an opponent and I just, I just attack and I see them using swords before I have done anything in my head, right. immediately I realize, okay, this is a newer player. He probably mm -hmm. doesn't know how Infect plays and I can even abuse this by knowing that how they play. And against more experienced players, 
you play towards that as well, because I'm not going to use thumb spells now, because I know that they will probably use removal spells at the end step. Right. So, I, I remember that being a big stepping stone lesson for, for newer players is when playing against Infect, this actually can go into our future uh, heuristics episode mm-hmm. that we were talking about is uh, mm-hmm. uh, a heuristic of legacy is try and remove the creature in combat or like wait till the very last minute to remove yeah. the creature. Yeah. That way you have the most information available to you and you can make the best decision. Infect turns that on your head though, because <laughs> yeah. you don't want to be waiting for the combat step before you cast your lightning bolts, because then if the infect player casts invigorate, well, now not only has they saved their creature, they've also increased the damage that you're taking. So yeah, it's for true. a lesson to teach newer players is go for the removal on your turn or go for the removal on your opponent's end step. Don't mm. do it when give them the advantage of not only protecting the creature, but also pumping exactly. the creature. Right. In fact, it's just such a weird deck. Honestly, it it's so difficult to play, but it's also very difficult to play against. And mm. uh, online, you don't have that very often. But if I compare my win rates online versus in real life, my win rates in real life are really just like, I, I don't know, don't keep track of this as much as I do online, but at least... 80 or 90 percent in real life mm-hmm. maybe i'm exaggerating a bit i don't know honestly it, it's definitely possible but in real life you don't have the grinders and you have a lot of people who don't uh, know how to play against infects and very often i i and the more i play the more this happens because as you said not many people play the deck anymore um i'm, I'm seeing yeah. more and more newer players and sometimes it happens i play Christmas elf and my opponent asks, can I read that card? And I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a good game. Sure, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, read the card. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true, because if someone picked, if someone started playing Legacy within the last year or so, they odds are never, yeah. yeah, odds are they have not seen Infect at mm-hmm. all, because mm-hmm. well, when was the last Infect top eight of a, of a fairly big event? So the last one I can think of is 2016 Columbus, when Infect <laughs> took down that GP. But now listen, yeah. there, could be, there could be a handful of others between then and now, but that, like, my very limited uh, memory. That's the that's the one that sticks out to me in my mind. What whatever yeah, happened? Sure. Whatever happened to Tom Ross? Because Tom Ross was yeah. always historically the infect player who was like top eighting every weekend with infect during infect's heyday. Yeah, for sure. Um, the funny thing is that the last finish of Tom Ross was in 2016 in SCG Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and guess when I had my first top eight. In 2016. So it's kind of... It's like a passing of the torch. The reason why I started playing, in fact, is Tom Ross. He's still my example, uh, the man himself, the boss. So um, I remember when I started out playing Legacy, I started looking for decks because uh, I just didn't really find immediately the deck that I liked. And then I saw uh, Tom Ross play and I was like, wow, dude, this deck is insane. How does he do this? <laughs> then I started playing, lost everything uh, for about a year or so. <laughs> and then I gradually started increasing uh, with my, my win rates. Um, but where, for your question where you asked where did Tom Ross go, I don't think Tom plays a lot of legacy anymore um, because I checked whether he had any finishes with any other legacy decks, but I don't see any. So his last hmm. finish in legacy was 2016. Of course, he's a player that plays uh, for high tournament stakes. So I've seen him finish. Uh, his last finish was, I think, in 2019 or 2020 in standard. So I think he maybe um, he, he started playing more... Um, more recent formats. Mm. I think that's where uh, he went. 
And depending on your question of, of how Infect has been, yeah, I'm not going to lie, it's been rough. Uh, it, of course, it depends a bit on um, what you consider as a bigger tournament, how many players, because GP level, well, we don't get that many legacy GPs uh, anymore at all. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure if we're ever going to see uh, an uh, Infect take down a GP, because we, if we have around the entire world three legacy GPs, one in, in Japan, Europe, and America, maybe, uh, that's about it. I think so. Um, the last finish or bigger finish with more players that I can remember is actually um, just before COVID hit. I won the card market series in Paris, which was more than 150 players. But that's the latest finish that I have seen. I keep track of this, um, but that's about it uh, that I know of. of in fact, yeah. um, but of course, with with COVID hitting, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's going to be difficult any... for anything other than the most popular. Exactly. Now. I always remember Infect being a good choice for people transitioning from modern to legacy because it was a, like, I believe it was a modern deck first and then it made its way to legacy. Maybe it was simultaneous. Um, but do you feel like there just isn't as much crossover between the modern players and the legacy players for Infect anymore? I actually think that the decks are completely different. Um, yeah. Because uh, I, I'm me coming from legacy, I've tried playing modern Infect in the past, but I've, I've never enjoyed um, modern Infect because I think where in Legacy you have a lot to do, like you play Brainstorms, Ponders, you have Days, Force Will. In Legacy, you have a very interactive deck where in modern, you in modern Infect is 100% a combo deck. You just go all mm -hmm. in, you kill them with your pump spells, and maybe yep. you have two spell pieces sometimes from time to time, but you don't have any cantrips. You just you watch your, your opening <laughs> hand, you're going to say, okay, I'm, I'm just going to try and kill you're, you. You're, uh, <laughs> That's you're it. You're a green burn deck in modern, exactly. basically. <laughs> exactly. Now, however, I have recently transitioned into Infect, um, but uh, I have started playing Black Green Infect. So that's in, in uh, modern. Mm -hmm. In modern, indeed. Yeah, um, because I, I was always thinking about you know in modern it, it's it's even worse than in Legacy. I felt where everyone just plays such good removal spells, fatal push bolts are just everywhere. It was so difficult, and I always felt that. In modern, blue-green infect just wasn't good. There was so many removal spells, and people played gut shots there, etc. So it was horrible. Or well, what's the name of the, the red card that there's it, it pings for one and you can flash it back by sacrificing a mountain? Oh, uh, uh lava, lava dart. Yeah, that Jesus Christ, that card, dude. It's just, <laughs> you just can't. Torment, baby, torment. <laughs> exactly. And then I remembered, hey, there's this uh, there's this big bad boy over there that's called Frexen Crusader, and that's just if you can slam that one down. Uh, it's insane. Do you know the card? Yeah, Frexian, it's the it's the mirror image of Mirror and Crusader. It's one black black for a two two double strike infect. Or does yeah. it not have double strike? Does it still have double strike? No, it's first strike. But oh, it's first strike. The white one has more double strike. Yeah, protection from red and white. Yes. which is which is a house. Honestly, it's just so insane. So yeah. I uh, I brew, started brewing with that, and my results have been, have been quite good. And I think it was. Two or three months ago, after um, having some results, Channel Fireball actually um, um, made a uh, an update about my list, and then I've been seeing that well, the results right now, if you look at Infect and Modern, have all switched to Black Green. Now, I don't want to claim that this is because of me, but I do think that there's um, there's it's clear that right now, I think if you want to play Infect in Modern, I would advise you to play Black Green. Uh, and ever since I started playing Black Green, I have uh, been playing more Modern. Because uh, I enjoy the gameplay there, man. You uh, gameplay about that deck more. You play Thoughtseize, you play Fatal Pushes, so you have more interaction with that deck. It feels more like Legacy Infect, 
despite that it does not play blue, which may be weird, but that's how it feels to me at least. Gotcha. Nice, nice. So uh, we've been talking about it in theory. Let's get into your list itself. Uh, Let's pull it up here. So first, starting with the lands, um, just a couple interesting ones, especially for our listeners who who don't know it, but it has a, a pretty traditional blue, green, splash white list you know you got your tropical islands you got your savannah uh no tundra you're running though i, I see you're just running the savannah instead of the tundra yeah you always want to have a forest and infect always most, uh, yep. yeah always you want to be able to you just always want to have glycerin and days available you need a forest for invigorate uh, and invigorate is the strongest card on the deck and to cost invigorate for free you need a forest so if you have tundra in your opening hand that's blue and uh, then white so what are you going to do with that you will not play your threat you will not play invigorate sure you can cost a cantrip or days but yeah you just want to have green because you can also start with noble hierarch uh in fact has never never played tundra um, you just want to have tropical. This is, yeah. I think, also one of the only decks that plays uh, tropical as a four of. We just play four tropicals, and um, some people like a basic forest. When you play blue green, uh, you play the basic forest. But I personally feel that if you want to play white, I don't want to have both savanna and a forest, and I don't want to cut a tropical island either because again, you want to have both a forest and an island so you can daze and or invigorate. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's why I made that choice. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, just because it's it's interesting. You usually don't see a daze deck, a brainstorm, plus uh ponder deck, you know, going for the non-blue option <laughs> over the blue yeah. option. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. But you solve that by playing Tropical Islands. This is, yeah. in fact, it's a very, very blue deck. Uh, it maybe doesn't seem that way, but it's, for sure, it's it's uh, it's yeah. very very blue. Well, yeah, I mean the white splash is uh, is very light. I mean it's only two uh, white cards uh, that we'll get to later, so it, it is a very light white splash mm-hmm. in the main. Yeah, in the main, in the main. Um, so we got the uh, the one of Savannah there. Uh, another uh, so a utility land is Pendlehaven, yeah. uh, which is a classic. Um, Indeed. So Pendlehaven is kind of interesting in that it's a land that pumps your creatures, but only if they're one ones. Everything so, you want, basically. <laughs> yep. We only play one one. So Pendlehaven, you can tap it for green, or you can tap it to give a one one. Um, you can pump it up to make it a two three, and that's you can do some pretty silly things with this card. Uh, if you play turn one elf and you have like double invigorate in hand, for example, turn two you just play Pendlehaven, make it a two three, double invigorate you're dead because that's 10. So um, one one thing that I should note, which is interesting, is that um, I'm not playing the combination of one wasteland and a crop rotation, which is something that a I, lot of yeah. players do, do play. Um, and I've been playing this like for years, but in recent, in the current meta, I don't feel as if we still want to have wasteland. Uh, and there are a lot of reasons for this. Uh, I don't know if I should explain them already or is this something well, yeah, I, I, yeah I wanted to point that out because typically I'm used to uh, to in fact having access to wasteland um, so it's it's an interesting that you you decided to shoot from it especially when we're in a new meta that is being shaped by a certain Urza land <laughs> that is yeah, uh, very true. popular <laughs> definitely true this is of course personal preference some people do still play it now um, when I make a deck list I just I I I don't even mind what's 
what people usually do, if that makes sense. I just, I just think about myself, why do I play certain cards? That's when I make a deck list, I just, that's the first question I ask myself, why do you play this card? And why Infect is always played Wasteland, if you ask me, is to get rid of Mazavith or something like Glacial Chasm or um, very good against uh, the Dark Depths decks. But Dark Depths, we don't care about that anymore. We're playing four Source of Plashes and Prismatic Ending. So they can make the token, that's fine. They can gain 20 life. I don't care about life total, so that's okay. Um, I've been seeing lands catching glacial chasms too, so we don't want wasteland for that. And we've got Mazavith covered with Vines of Vastwood. So why would we still want wasteland? Sure, it's it's gonna be it's never a bad card, right? Uh, because it's good, for example, against as a saga. But as a saga, if you want to make a token with that, you're gonna have to have two mana available. And honestly, I'm going to try and kill you before you have that mana. So if you want to win with um, with Urza Saga, if it comes down to you beating me down with the tokens, I probably already have lost. Yeah, so, I was going to I was going to say if if it's at that point of the game, you probably are just scooping up your cards anyways mm-hmm. as an infect player. Exactly. And I've been feeling that if I'm no longer playing the wasteland, then I don't value crop rotation as much anymore either because. Uh, I used to play the, we called it the lands package in the sideboard where we played Bajuka Bog and Caracas. But if you look at the sideboard, I'm also no longer playing those. So I haven't felt that I needed to have crop rotation anymore. But don't get me wrong, some people still play crop rotation and the wasteland, and it's fine. It's a good choice. But I personally feel that in the current meta, I don't really want them anymore. Nice. Okay. Uh, and now the next utility land, but also kind of bleeds over to the creatures, is. <laughs> Ink Moth Nexus, uh, yes. which is the man lands that allows you to either tap it for colorless or you can pay a colorless and it becomes a 1-1 flying uh, infect uh, Ink Moth creature. I'm just in love with Ink Moth Nexus, really. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, the good thing about Ink Moth Nexus is that you get to choose when you're going to go for combat if you want to. Um, usually you have to expose Glistener Elf and Blighted Agent and your opponent can decide, okay, so when am I going to remove this creature? For example, if I play it, they have swords, they use swords in their turn if they're a good player, and then I can't respond or I have to waste a thumb spell on it. That's a net loss for me. But if I if I play the land and you have removal in your hand, you're going to have to wait until I want to go for combat, and that's a bad sign for you. Um, mm-hmm. That's yep. what I love about the Ink Moth Nexus. Now, this has changed a bit because Control is playing Quattles and Endurances now, so Ink Moth Nexus isn't the, the powerhouse that it used to be versus Control decks specifically, but it's still just uh, insanely good. You will always play four of those. It's a really, really good card. So yeah, love it. You could also uh, use to uh, crop rotation it at the end of the turn and then just kill them. They tap out. You're like, yep. okay, fine. Crop rotation, ink moth nexus, you're dead. Uh, I've, that's not I've, happen I've died to that before. It doesn't feel <laughs> <Yep>. great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, so that's awesome. Uh, ink moth nexus, yeah, I can tell you ink moth nexus is super frustrating to play against because exactly like you said, you know, that whole thing we said uh, earlier about being good and playing the correct way against infect, ink moth doesn't let you play that way. <laughs> yeah, it's true. The, what I love about the deck too is just the fear in your opponent's eyes. It's just, oh, oh, I, I could write a book about this. Just play. I could have three lands in my hand. My opponent is just still afraid because they could die out of nowhere. I just love this. And you have to, when you're playing Infect, you need you need a poker face. That's probably after learning step number one. Infect's not a combo deck. Step number two, poker face. Hmm. You all, <laughs> your face has to be, yeah, I have it. You're, you're going to be dead. That's that's the, the that way you have to play. <laughs> and people are afraid as they should be because, well, you can die out of nowhere. It's yep. true. 
Excellent. Uh, so the other creatures to be afraid of are the four glistener elf, four bladed agents, uh, just the most efficient infect creatures printed. It's why they uh, found their way into the list. And then we got uh, four noble hierarch for the you know man acceleration and also the fact that it pumps your infect creatures. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Noble hierarch, I think this is probably the best deck in legacy for noble hierarch because it's the only deck that can really exploit the exalted triggers um, uh, the most efficiently. Uh, because if I can, if I attack with a one-one or a two-two, that's a huge difference. Uh, if I have a two-two, I basically have a five-turn clock. I just need to swing five times. That's the same as if your deck attacking with a four-four each turn mm-hmm. when you look at it with the regular damage. So, yeah, just uh, insanely good. For example, um, if you have noble and an elf and you attack once, that's two damage. And if I then have become immense in my hand, I can just kill you with one pump spell without mm-hmm. anything else, because it gives six-six, so that's eight. Um, so that's noble. I love it. I would always play four. I've been thinking about maybe even playing uh, six nobles with uh, two ignobles now. Yeah, but- I was, was oh, going to yeah. say, when uh, that got yeah. printed, I was wondering if we were going to see a, uh, like a Jund version of Infect come about. I've tried it. it. I've tried it, but it, yeah, it's a bit too cute. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't really work. You can, you I- can bring Phyrexian, <laughs> Phyrexian Crusader to Legacy. Phyrexian Crusader. I've tried that as well. I've tried it as well. Me, you, you can probably keep on saying stuff like that. So yeah, I tried that. <laughs> yeah, I've been really make, uh, trying to make Phyrexian Crusader work. Uh, and double black is what keeps it from being excellent. If it was one black, I would probably just immediately start playing Sultai. But uh, yeah. the fact that you need double black, it's it's uh, it's it's too too big of a deal. Unfortunately, trust I, me, I've tried. I remember when Mirrod uh, and Block was uh, was new, and Phyrexian Crusader was a uh, was a terror of that of those days. <laughs> you know, almost uh, fifteen years ago. Yeah. In modern, um, it's 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 just the only reason to play Black Green is because of that card. Uh, especially, I'm playing four Veils of Veil of Summers in the sideboard too. Because then you have protection from everything <laughs> with yeah. the card. <laughs> it's just nuts. But we're talking about legacy here. <laughs> um, and then Blooded Agent, yeah, best creature in the deck. 1-1, one, one, unblockable. If you untap with Blooded Agents, well, your opponent has to he has to be afraid because uh, they, they can just die. They have to be afraid. Uh, you, you, feel pre- you feel pretty good untapping with Blooded Agent because it's like, if my opponent could remove this, they would have removed it. They would. <laughs> it would already be removed already. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> um then we got the traditional four force four days four brainstorm shell and then interesting you're running three ponder two fluster storm you yeah, want, a, yeah. want that one extra fluster storm over the fourth ponder yeah so this is a very interesting thing um in fact has always played between one to four ponders uh we are not a four brainstorm four ponder deck in fact i've been going back and forth on uh, these numbers a lot and they just depend on the meta. Right now, I'm playing three ponders. I've tried playing four, but that was just a bit too much because um, I don't know how, how do I explain this. It's more of a feeling, but I just get the feeling that this is right. If you play a deck for a long time enough, you just get a feeling for this. Uh, but uh, I you, think don't, that, you, don't, you don't want to be too derpy because you're exactly. all, like you, your mm-hmm. win, every turn that goes by, your window of winning the game gets smaller and smaller. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We don't want too much air in our deck. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, we're not a control deck which uh, need we which has time no we want to win as quickly as possible so too many ponders actually or too many cantrips makes it to you you find more cantrips so you want to you want to have a threat you want to have pump spells that's it you want to you want to get them uh, when you can 
which is different. I remember back when Infect was really powerful. I think what what hurt Infect a fair bit too is when Gitaxian Probe got banned. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, people have told me this, and I disagree with that. In fact, okay. Um, but this is very very interesting point that you make. Um, when you look at Gitaxian Probe, this was. Personally, for me, in my experience, this was um, the amount of Gitaxian probes that you played as an Infect player told you how good of a player you were. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's <laughs> the same. It's the same thing with Sneaker Show. Sneaker Show players really? said okay. the same thing. Yeah, because it's like, yeah. Uh, uh, who was it? Uh, he was a really big uh, Sneaker Show player back in the day. Uh, we, I think uh, Willie was J- Jerry. Lee. Yeah, Jerry. No, it was Willie <laughs> Top Eight Niagara. Uh, uh, Jerry, me. I'm getting long, long in the two. Willie something. I'm afraid, but he was like, yeah. The number of Gitaxian probes a sneak and show player plays is directly proportional to how experienced they are because. If I'm a good Sneak and Show player, I know if you have it or not. And exactly. I'll, and I'll just go off. <laughs> exactly, oh, the same come on. exactly the same. Yeah, it's so weird. It, it, it's just true because uh, when Gazassian Probe was legal, I actually started out playing four in the beginning and mm. I've cut down to two. And I was like, yeah, this card, man, I, I wish I could play none, but I just, you really want to have one or two. It's just too powerful. But the end, I only played two. And when it got banned, everyone told me that, wow, you as an Infect player, you must hate this. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm fine. Honestly, uh, this is, uh, I had more issues with them seeing my hand than the mm. benefits that I gained by seeing their hand, if that sure. makes sense. Sure. Um, yep. So I did not mind that banning at all. I actually quite liked it because I'm like, okay, cool. I can just play Ponders. <laughs> no, thinking <laughs> back, I, I do I do miss uh, cheat mode on Cabal Therapy. Going mm-hmm. Gitaxian Probe Cabal Therapy was a great combo. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you had a young py- when you had a young Pyromancer out. It's just like yeah, easy, easy mode, uh, easy mode. <laughs> uh, I do miss then- Gitaxian Probe quite a bit for what it's worth. I love that card. Yeah, I can imagine if you played with it and you could abuse it, that was yeah, oh, horrible. Yeah. So good. Uh, and I have an answer about Flusterstorm too, I guess. I think, um, because this is something that I think no other list has ever played, at least not to my knowledge. But this is a very recent adaptation for me personally. Usually, what you do in Infect is you run double spell pierce. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And again, you know me, I, I really dislike uh, playing a card because that's what has always been played. Uh, I analyze why do you play this? And the reason is Spellpierce is a good card, don't get me wrong, but uh, why would you still play Spellpierce in the current meta? No one's playing um, cheap uh, permanents anymore because Prismatic Ending exists. So you will see everyone cutting down on Blood Moons, Chalices, uh, uh, literally every cheap permanent except for creatures, people are cutting those. No one's even playing Planeswalkers anymore. Um, even, even Controllists are not playing Teferis anymore. They are playing creatures. Um, and I figured out, so why do I play Spell Pierce? Flusterstorm is the same as Spell Pierce if everyone plays Incident and Sorceries, but better. Um, so I decided to cut double Spell Pierce and just swap them for double Flusterstorms. And honestly, yeah. it's been amazing. I would not yeah. go back again because ever since doing this, I've, I've, I've don't think I've maybe once or twice, but otherwise I've always, whenever I had Flusterstorm in hand, I was like, yeah, this is better than Spell Pierce. So I'm not going back. I think this is... The double Flusterstorm is an adaptation to a prismatic ending meta, if I can summarize it. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then we got the good old pump spells, the spells that make your creatures go bump in the night. Uh, There we go. Uh, you got you got some uh, some interesting number choices here. So the four invigorate, I think we can make that uh, the case that invigorate is the best pump spell in the deck. One hundred percent. 
Um, and then three vines of asswood. That one always frustrated me because vines of asswood is the one that gives the creatures hexproof, so you can yeah. uh, you can protect them. And I want to make a short notice here. It doesn't even give hexproof. It's even better than that because vines of asswood said literally target creature can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponent's uh, yeah. control. Yeah. I have done some hilarious things with vines of asswood. For example, <laughs> I won turns where my opponent equips a GTA on the creature and I vines the creature and it fizzles. So I get to swing back and they're dead. <laughs> and when Garuda was still a thing, <laughs> I once won a game and my opponent resolved Garuda. They brought back a creature and they have to, I don't know the name again, but they had to target Garuda again and then they could go infinite. Uh-huh. So they brought back the creature, and I just vines Garuda, and it fizzles. That's uh, funny. And I, <laughs> you have so many hilarious things you can do with vines of Vastwood. Honestly, the fact that it doesn't give hexproof is is what makes the card so busted. That that's an important distinction. That is. It really is. It really is. Um, and now it used to be for berserks, but you mentioned earlier you you uh, you're down to two berserks. And in the place, you have a scale up and a become immense, which are fairly new cards uh, as far as uh, additions to uh, Infect go. Mm-hmm. And by um, fairly new, I mean like three years now because COVID was a, t- COVID yeah, was a time sure. machine. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm actually not sure if it used to be four Berserks. I never ran four Berserks, actually. I've only ever ran two. I haven't ever played more. Um, because Berserk is a bad card on its own. And I think yep. even if I look at the lists of Tom Ross, I don't think he ever played more than two. Um, That's I, I, I tend to agree that usually Berserk seems like it was in, in quantities of two, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Okay. Because the yeah. reason is Berserk is, is, is not a good card on its own. It's, this is the card that makes it a combo deck. So if you go Invigorate Berserk, you're dead. But if, you have, if I have two Berserks in hand, that's just useless because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. need another card to function, which is why you never, ever want... Uh, more than one actually Mm -hmm. although i do sometimes uh jokingly say that it's the best removal spell in the deck because people don't think that um berserk what what happens is uh i once won a game where i guess they reanimate a player and they brought in elish norn and i'm like yeah i'm literally dead i have nothing in my deck but i Mm -hmm. had and the funny thing is they actually thought seized and they took away like ponder brainstorm i don't know and i had berserk in hand so they (laughs) attack and i'm like okay fine berserk like okay (laughs) And they still didn't know what happened. So they, they just slam in and they're like, oh, no. like yeah. Do you know what Berserk does now? Oh, no. <laughs> so that means at the end of combat, you have to uh, sacrifice a creature, if I remember correctly, or is it destroyed? Yep. I don't know. It, Definitely. I, it's, uh, I think, yeah, I'm not sure if it destroys or sacks, but yeah. So using Berserk as a removal spell, always exactly. good. That's the best, best removal spell in the deck. And I do this quite a a lot for example against delvers they usually rely on one threat against you they slam in with uh i don't know drc you just berserk that one it's gone uh it's it's not ideal but if if it makes you win the game just just go for it oh i just i remember back in the day people would be like they would like swing in with a utility creature like dark confidant they'd swing yeah. in with dark confidant just to get like that chip two points of damage and then they get berserked and they're like, ah, oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah. Two known, points of damage was not worth it. <laughs> uh, I once had someone who had, uh, who had, um, so apart from the Elish, no one was a really good one. And then I had um, a player who, um, who, who used uh, the monkey, uh, Ragavan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, well, and, and they attacked. And I saw some, it was not me, and I saw someone berserk Ragavan after a dash. And guess what happens <laughs> oh, when you no. dash a creature? <laughs> oh, no. End step, 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to take the creature into my hand first before I you have to sacrifice it. Uh, <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> like eh, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, and then scale up and become immense are uh, one ofs in the deck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, become immense. Uh, the delve is just very powerful. You only want one delve because. Uh, well, again, we want to win as fast as possible. So yeah, you're just not going to have that many cards in your graveyard. You're not going to be exactly. dirtling with cantrips. Exactly. Having one is almost always guaranteed, especially when I started playing crop rotation. Uh, when when I had newer players, I always just taught them that um, if you have a crop rotation, that's plus three because you have a land, hmm. you crop rotate that one away, and then you get a fetch. So that's a three cards in the grave, and that's a very quick uh, trick to oh. learn how fast you can fill the graveyard with become immense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. that's really, really quickly. Um, of course, no more crop rotations, but uh, who knows, may return in the, in the future. So yeah, I really like it as a one-off. Uh, it also plays around Chalice, which isn't, well, in, in the current meta, not that big of a deal anymore, but it was a big deal in the past. And then one scale-up, this has been, um, this is a bit of flex slot for me. Scale-up, I love the card, it's a 6-4, so if you scale-up plus uh, Invigorate, that's 10 as well, so that's really good. It's one of those cards that I play um, when I feel like I don't have any other spell that I would want above it. For example, this used to be ponder number four, I think two months ago, but then I started feeling that, no, you you have too much air. You want to have one pump spell more. And just playing one more scale up makes a difference. Mm. Um, so I could see myself cutting down on those, uh, cutting the scale up. That's fine. But I don't think I would ever touch any of the other pump spells, like two Berserker stock, four Invigorate always. If I could play uh, 10 Invigorates, I would. Uh, 10 Invigorates and two Berserks, probably. <laughs> that's <laughs> the best pump spell. Or maybe maybe I would want fans, though. Uh, but anyway, that's that's why I play the scale-up. Um, it's, it's just a very good addition for, for Infect. It's been a while since we had a good pump spell, but that's definitely one of them. Nice. Uh, and then finally getting to the white splash, two white cards. You got one prismatic ending main. That's just kind of like your emergency release hatch, like just yeah, in case something exactly. comes down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It hits yeah. everything you care about. So yeah. I'm the same way. Even if it's only one card, I just want it in my main deck just because, just yeah, in case. Get rid, get rid of that. You can use GTA in the main. Yep. You want to be able to do that. Uh, and then Vileus Teferi, which uh, when Teferi was first spoiled, everyone was like, yeah, this is a good card, but what does it actually go in? And then it got started showing up in Infect, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, Noble Hierarch makes white, too. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's this is the easy button for Infect. I was able to, I played against Anu, uh, Anurag Das, a game recently, mm-hmm. one of the best games I've played in a very long while. And I was able to slam down to Ferry turn two. And I knew Anu had Prismatic Ending in hand, but guess what? It's turn two. So actually, it's not even on curve. And that was just nuts. The Fairy Time Reveler is there for the control decks. And if you can slam it down, you just, if you untap with Teferi, it's game over. They can't do anything. You just, you just kill them. Um, yeah. Be, and that's when you go into combo mode. Because being yeah. a combo deck with a Teferi in play is disgusting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it's also good against sometimes very weird decks uh, where you don't expect it to be good. Um, now, to be honest, Teferi, it switches between the main and the side a lot um, because. It's it's a card that that in some matchups just doesn't do anything. For example, mm-hmm. against Delver, it really is horrible. You often just shuffle it away if you have it in your hand. It's not going to do anything uh, when you're playing Infect. So it's um, it's a card that sometimes um, it becomes a Sylvan Library depending on the meta. But right now, I like having uh, one in the main. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, and then popping over to the sideboard, you're very heavy white in the sideboard. You got six yeah. more white spells in the in the sideboard. 
uh, namely the four swords to plowshares. So uh, what are you bored out when you board in four swords? Um, that is highly dependent on the matchup. Um, but, uh, well, let me, let me talk about the boogeyman, Delver. Uh, mm-hmm. if you play against Delver, very easy swap is you, four sword is the worst card in the matchup. So what I always do is four swords out, uh, in, sorry, what am I saying? Uh, four force out and four swords in. That's the first thing I do. Uh, and, and uh, usually in, in creature-based matchups, that's a trend that we will see more where you swap counter magic for um, removal spells. That's usually what I like doing. Um, so that's why we see, I like having a very clear swapping around of um, taking four out, bringing four in. That's what you see a lot of decks do uh, very often. And that's, well, I don't want to generalize too much because it's highly dependent on the matchup, but um, that's usually where I'm looking for, uh, bringing in, Creature removals and taking out um, counter magic. Nice. Now, uh, also you're running rest in peace, a single rest in peace. Now, mm-hmm. is that to try and fight uh, like Merktide and Delirium and things like that? Or is that more just strictly for the graveyard based decks? Yeah, I'm actually happy that you asked this because this is my most recent change. Um, I think I changed this like a week and a half ago mm-hmm. because uh, I started out playing Endurances in the signboard. And in the beginning, Endurance was good, but now people have adapted to deal with uh, Endurance. And I've been finding that uh, my win rate against uh, graveyard-based decks have really been declining after I've been swapping to Endurance. Um, the fact that Endurance is good against Delver doesn't... Um, it's not... Well, the upside of this is not as important as having permanent graveyard hate because the graveyard decks, they can just um, play through endurances too easily. And I've been seeing that my win rates against graveyard-based decks have plummeted uh, since starting to play endurance. It wasn't a big big deal in the beginning, but I've been seeing an uptick in graveyard-based decks. And this is why I felt that I had to go back to um, playing premium removal spells. So I've gone back to a rest in peace, a surgical and a gravedigger's cage. And I cut... So three engines that I did play, and it's becoming it has become those three cards. And funny enough, uh, today I played, uh, after a long while not playing a lot of leagues, I played a league again with this configuration. I played against Black Red Reanimator twice, and uh, well, guess what? They they won me the game. I had a cage in one, a rest in peace in the other, and it's just it's so good. And rest in peace is good against Delva because, uh, as you said, you can shut down Merktide. And if they rely against Infect only with uh, the Monkey and DRC, it's a completely different game because I also bring in four swords, plowshares. Um, and while um, while Ragavan is really, really powerful, very often against us, um, we have pump spells that they don't really like casting, um, which are the most of them. And very often it's just irrelevant. But uh, well, then the, if they hit a cantrip, of course, it's good, but... It's not always guaranteed a good card for them. So I like Rest in Peace for sure against Delver as well. Nice. Now, uh, a spicy card, one that our <laughs> listeners probably don't know about, because uh, last time it was printed was uh, Urza's Saga. <laughs> absolute Law. Do you know what Absolute Law does, Pat? Have you ever seen an Absolute I, Law? <laughs> I don't know. Is it a white card? It is. It is an as it is an absolutely white card. So it's one and a white for an enchantment. All creatures gain protection from red. Okay. 
spicy, isn't it? <laughs> so this is your bullet protection. I guess they can't be blocked by Ragavan. Uh, okay. This is my this is my card that says you win the game versus Delver. Uh, okay. I'm not exaggerating. It really is. If if I slam this down, all of the removal spells of Delver are gone, and they can't block anymore because my creatures have protection from red. So the only mm-hmm. thing they have left is Merktide regions. It is literally that uh, that powerful. Hmm. In the past, it wasn't game over because they still played Submerge, but they have been cutting down on Submerge, maybe one of, if any, mm-hmm. uh, because Submerge is horrible against this. It's just such a good card. So the less they play, the better for us. But absolute law, I'm even thinking about going up to two. But the thing is that, um, well, you also still have band control and you have the mid-range MH2 decks. So they play prismatic endings and then absolute law is not worth it. It's only good against Blue Red Delver. So I think one is is fine. But um, what, I, what I usually look for in my deck is I'm looking for very specific silver bullets, if I can call it like that. I want to have certain cards that are extremely good against the top meta. I've done this in the past with another card, which you've probably never heard about. Um, let, let me check. Does any one of you know what Great Sable Stag does? Oh, I have seen Great Sable Stag. I forget <laughs> what it does, though. It's it's one of my favorite pet cards, too. Uh, it's, it's, it's three mana, two of which being green, and it can't be counted, and it has protection from blue and black. Yep. And I played that card when uh, Grixis Control was everywhere because... Um, Gray Sable Stag also said protection from the entire deck except two lightning bolts. Uh, and my game plan was just I'm gonna keep this stag alive, I'm gonna attack you each turn with a 3 3 and have protection mm-hmm. from everything. And if I invigorate Berserk of that, that's gonna be 14 regular damage, so you're mm-hmm. still gonna be dead. <laughs> and that was the same era when uh, Death Shadow was a deck. And mm-hmm. uh, they they um, highly pay a lot of life very quickly. So Indeed, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was insanely funny when I just let them do their thing and they're down to like like seven and I just slam down Great Sable Stag. And the card reads against Death Shadow, it reads you win the game for three mana, uncounterable. It was hilarious. So <laughs> to come back to Absolute Law, I like looking for um, silver bullets that are extremely good in very narrow situations. But this is what, uh, for people who are maybe interested in playing Infect when hearing this, be careful of bringing in uh, Absolute Law too often. Um, and that's true for Great Sable Stag as well. I saw people bring in against many matchups, and I, um, I know when to play certain cards, but most of all, I know when to not play them. And you mm-hmm. should, for example, I don't bring it in against uh, the, the Sagavan decks because they play white. And if they have prismatic endings, then absolute law is not worth it. So this is why I have this absolute law in there because Delva is um, clearly the most played and best deck in the format. And then mm-hmm. it's worth it because if I if it's now 20% of the meta most of the times when you play a challenge. So if I have one card that just destroys 20% of the meta, I'll take it. That's worth a slot in the sideboard. Yeah. If that makes sense. Uh, so we're kind of running out of time. So I'm just going to quickly breeze through the rest of the sideboard here. You got, uh, a surgical and a graph digger's cage to help, uh, kind of round out the, uh, the graveyard hate. Uh, I like you got, you got the three different, you got rest in peace, surgical and graph digger's cage, uh, as your trifecta for, uh, for graveyard decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got two more fluster storms to kind of beef up. Uh, I'm guessing like any deck that has a, just a ton of removal is what you're bringing those in. 
Uh, it's good against so many decks. First of Storm is good against, in general, uh, well, actually everything. <laughs> I mean, it's good against uh, even Delver decks, Control decks too, because First of Storm can't really be countered. So it's And keep in mind that if we attack, if I Invigorate Berserk, that's two spells on the stack. So that's why I love First of Storm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, Surgical Cage, or I swap it around because they are good against certain different decks as well. For example, against Control, if I can Surgical away Uro or a Source of Plowshares, I can get to see the hand as well. So, yeah, good stuff. And Cage is randomly good against Elves, for example, too, mm-hmm. or Greece and Zenith decks. Yep. I nice. like flexibility in the sideboard. Yeah. Uh, now you're also running two Sylvan libraries to kind of help you go a bit bit longer against the, mm-hmm. the Control decks, I'm guessing. Yep, indeed. And then uh, Veil of Summer. Haven't seen much Veil of Summer around lately, mostly because Black is on such a downswing, but Veil of Summer is still good in the uh, the counter wars. Exactly. The reason why I think Veil of Summer is so good in effect is we can also use it to protect our creatures, and yep. that makes it good. Um, True. Even though there's not a lot of Black anymore, it doesn't really matter. Uh, if you can also just Veil of Summer once, for example, if, you're, if, if your opponent thought seizes you and you can Veil of Summer once, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. And especially when Veda Summer is good against control matchups too. For example, turn one, Noble. Turn two, I play Library. Day Force, I Veil. That's quite disgusting. Um, and I like the one-off. I don't think I would want more than one in the current meta, but Veda Summer becomes, becomes increasingly good when people don't expect it. Night. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then finally, you got two Force of Vigors. Tell me, what, what are you afraid of that uh, the Force of Vigors are for? Like, in staring bridges? Like, what, what's going uh, yeah. on? <laughs> Force of Vigors is, is it's there for when you're playing against really unfair decks. There, there are still people playing Chalices, Blood Moons, mm-hmm. um, but True. also the Urza Stompy decks. Uh, um, Force of Vigor just blows all of them uh, to the ground, really. It's, it's disgustingly good. And we play so many green cards that it's... It's one of the few decks that really, really Ryan the Kentley Force of Figures, but it's also good against lands like turn one, mocks into exploration. Yeah, just get wrecked. Uh, I mean, Force of Figures, just silver bullets, as I said before. I, I like it against certain matches, but only running two. I start out with three, but now we have prismatic endings. So um, I like having two, and I think that's perfectly fine. Nice. Uh, awesome. Well, that's the list. Thanks for running us through it. Uh, definitely something sweet. Uh, not for the the new to Legacy, but if you have been around <laughs> Legacy for a while and you're looking for a new deck to try out, remember Infect's still an option. It's still out there. Mm-hmm. We exist. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. There are dozens of us. <laughs> dozens! Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say dozens. There may be maybe two or three of us. <laughs> so, Sam, what, what kind of resources are there for people who want to pick up the list and uh, want to start playing it? Um, I'm going to be honest, not a lot. <laughs> As because not a lot of people still play it. If uh, if you want to have resources, um, I, may, I if someone can correct me on this, please do so. But I think I'm, I'm the only, only one still playing it and making content for Infect. Mm-hmm. So I have a Twitch. I have uh, I have an article about Legacy Infect, how to play it, which you can find on my uh, my Twitter, completely for free, by the way. So if you want to jump in the deck, go check it out because I go all through all the ins and outs of the deck. Um, but otherwise, I don't know. Um, as I said, I, I I don't see Infect at all anymore. Magical Line. Uh, how long has it been since I've played against Infect myself? I don't even remember. That's mm. that's kind of the thing. So yeah. 
Get, resources, get out there, I people. think. Uh, yeah, exactly. Play, come play, play, some, come play. <laughs> play some infect. Play some infect. Don't let it. There don't is, let uh, it go to the dustbin of history. <laughs> exactly. There is a Discord though. You there is a Discord dedicated to infect, both okay. legacy and modern. So you can check that one out. We have a Facebook page as well. Uh, it's called I don't quite remember. Let me quickly check. Oh, I think I'm actually a moderator. <laughs> I'm a moderator really? in the. <laughs> <laughs> that should tell you yeah yeah, yeah. no Jerry. There, was a, there was a couple there's a couple years ago when like the the like legacy facebook groups were like popping off like everyone every deck was getting its own facebook group mm-hmm. and i guess just because of this podcast and talking to people everyone's just like here be a monitor of the group here be a moderator of the group They're like okay, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i found it. it's uh so the facebook group is legacy infect down with the sickness and we have a group for both legacy and modern which is mtg infect spread the sickness <laughs> you guys gonna you guys can apply to join uh the down with the sickness facebook group and i'll accept you, uh, you <laughs> and then if you want to see live content i think it's only me but i'm hoping that if someone else uh, streams uh, let me know and then i can give you a shout out but i i honestly couldn't tell you awesome well yeah definitely get out there people play the deck it's it's some fun stuff i think i'm gonna sleeve it up for uh for a league probably go oh five but i'll have fun doing it (laughs) (laughs) that's the most important thing (laughs) as as is tradition every time we have like a deck on the on the cast that we haven't talked about in a while i'll I'll always sleeve it up and you know give it a give it a try again Um, before we get into scoops and poops, though, Sam, you uh, you actually had something come up recently that you wanted to talk about the uh, the sixty land challenge. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's actually when uh, when people hear this, this will be probably a week ago. So this is we're recording on October twenty three, which is the day that we have the Saturday Legacy Challenge, which is uh, no longer firing anymore. Um, and so this week I made a, uh, a tweet where I was like jokingly saying the, um, the idea of what if we give wizards the, uh, the, the land challenge, the land shout out, if I can call it like that, which we, mm-hmm. which people did in Pauper. In Pauper, they use it with prelims where they just played only basic lands to show wizards that they were unsatisfied with uh, how the, the format was in which state it was. I was like, maybe we should do that in legacy. And uh, Honestly, the tweet just exploded. It was, it was, I didn't expect it to go that, 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 I wouldn't say viral because I don't know if we can call it in, uh, in, uh, in MTG terms that way, but it was almost shared over 100 times. And uh, I, I just checked and over 100,000 people saw the tweet, which is insane. I don't, I don't know how that's possible, but just to show you that um, a lot of people were interested in this and uh, they were negative um reviews about this as well i, I definitely ruffled some feathers which is <laughs> maybe the idea <laughs> but i was like maybe we should just try it um you know honestly i know a challenge that's 64 people but it was, not, it was not going to be easy but i'm like you know what i'm not very happy with the current state of legacy not because i'm not having fun because let's let's point that out this is not about whether or not i'm having fun because i'm still having fun in legacy but i'm Worried about the future with um, the Saturday challenge is not firing and the Sunday challenge is basically just firing with some people having double accounts. I'm worried about the future and that's the signal that I wanted to give, not um, that I'm not having fun or not talking about specific bands. I just want to share wizards that, hey, maybe you should look at Legacy and uh, kind of fix this because it's not looking mm-hmm. good. Now, and, do, you, um, do you think that the challenges aren't firing specifically because of the legacy format or because of just other things going on in the world? I think a bit of both, if I'm being honest. Um, mm. But we should know that before COVID happened, the challenges were firing um, without problems. So um, 
if we look at it this way, why would it be different now? Uh, that's at least how I feel about it. And we saw that the um, life has starting to pop up again uh, earlier than this month. And we have been mm-hmm. seeing, I think Anurag Das made a uh, very good um, well document about this. And he tracked the decline of the way that people started to play. And it's been really, really heavy, the decline. And I'm not going to lie, I'm the same. I'm just tired of playing against the same deck every single time. The reason why I like Legacy is because it's it used to be a diverse format. I could play a Legacy challenge and I knew that I was going to be playing against uh, different decks every single time because every single deck had uh, uh, the potential to win tournaments. Right now, in my my view, if you want to win a tournament, you just play Blue Red Delver because you have the highest chance of mm-hmm. winning it. Um, so now, yeah, go ahead. So I was just going to say, so yeah, for people listening, if, if you're unhappy with the format, if you want to make a message, you know, this is a way that you can kind of add your voice to the chorus, uh, you know, yeah. and enter a challenge with uh, 60 basic lands. I guarantee you Wizards is going to take notice if a quarter of the <laughs> challenge is basic land decks. Yeah, exactly. So I tried and make it work today for the challenge. Unfortunately, we didn't got it to fire. I think we, we went to 47 players and we needed 64, so we didn't get there. Um, but I was like, yeah, this is actually, I'm not going to lie, I actually didn't expect it to fire. That was way too many people. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to try. Let's see how far we get. Uh, mm. But I already have a plan B. I'm not giving up on this. Uh, I'm going to go extremely into the pauper uh, idea, and I'm going to, uh, in the future, going to fire some preliminaries with only basic land decks. So I've contacted a lot of people, or com- people have contacted me that they wanted to join here. So I'm, uh, as we speak, I'm creating a list with people who have already told me that they wanted to do this. And if not, well, maybe when people hear this, maybe we'll, we will already have fired a prelim with 20 or 12 decks with only lands in it. But if not, it will come very soon. Uh, I just want to show Wizards that uh, we, we care about our format. And uh, I do want to stress that um, because I've had a lot of uh, comments, positive and negative, that I don't want to be this to be a negative thing. Trust mm. me, for people who are maybe not liking what I do, I think we want the same thing. We both want Legacy to be fun, played, and entertaining. And I want the same. I, I definitely understand that maybe some people disagree with what I'm trying to do or don't like it. Um, but don't get me wrong. I wish I wouldn't have to do this. I just want Wizards to notice us and uh, care about our format. So I think the Legacy community wants the same. We want Legacy to be fun. We want it to be played often. And that's the goal, um, which I'm hoping that everyone can uh, can agree upon. At least uh, I don't think that anyone wants Legacy to be bad <laughs> if you like Legacy. So um, that's where I'm going to go from now. I'm going to see if I can fire some prelims with uh, 12 people, only play 60 lands. And then we, uh, well, I've made some uh, some some rules about this that we we just want people to to not feel bad about this. So we will, we will join. We will just divide the entries between everyone and pretty much no one will gain anything, but no one will lose anything. That's the idea. I don't want anyone to feel bad about this. Nice. Well, yeah. Awesome. Before we get into uh, scoops and poops, Sam, how can our listeners, uh, you know, find you, get in contact with you if they want to talk to you about either the 60 land challenge or uh, the uh, infect and, you know, playing infect what's uh, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, It's Fenris cloud. If you just uh, look at that name, you will find me. So twitter.com slash Fenris cloud. That's my Twitter post. You can also find me on uh, Twitch, basically the same twitch.tv slash Fenris cloud. That's um, my, uh, my Twitter, my, sorry, my Twitch handle. If you want to get everything about infect, you can also check out my Patreon because I make content specifically for both modern and legacy infect, which is the same patreon.com slash 
Fenris Cloud. Um, and if you want to uh, uh, see for the other groups, you can uh, follow the Facebook group of Infect that we already mentioned because I'm uh, in there as well and mm -hmm. the Discord too. So any of those channels, uh, you can reach me. I'm usually someone that tries to respond uh, pretty quickly and uh, I'm uh, invested in this format. So uh, I should be able to respond pretty quickly. And I'm always uh, happy to talk about pretty much everything uh, magic wise. So uh, yeah, just hit me up for a chat. I'd love to. Thanks. Hell yeah. Awesome. Should we get into scoops and boops, Pat? Sure, Jerry. Let's do that. Scoops. <laughs> you want to you wanna go first, Pat? You never get to go first. Um, I, no. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like change. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should I go first then? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'm scooping in friend of the cast, Rob Wilson. We had him on the cast uh, a little bit ago for the uh, buffalo, buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. Buffalo chicken dip. And did you see the artwork? I did. <laughs> I did. I just I'm, wanted to I shout. need to get my brainstorms alter all my brainstorms altered into that. That is fucking awesome. It's amazing. But I, I need to shout them out because the Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy number six tournament is coming up, taking place on November 20th, mm -hmm. uh, about a month from now. It's going to be at Comic Town Gaming Center in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, there's a Facebook page if you want more info. But yeah, it's the number six uh, uh, Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy Tournament. Uh, mm -hmm. The first prize winner not only gets their name on the Golden Chicken, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Stanley Cup, but more important. Yeah. <laughs> the Golden Chicken. Yep. Uh, they also win uh, Stronghold Mox Diamonds and more importantly, a original art, a painting of Brainstorm, it's... except instead of the traditional, you know, uh, woman uh, concentrating, it's a chicken. It's so good. <laughs> It's so good. It's it, it's amazing. Like people, you just have to see it. Just go go to the Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy uh, webpage and and check out the art that the uh, the winner will be winning because it's pretty sweet. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. So, just wanted to scoop in our boy Rob and uh, hope his event goes off without a hitch, as I'm sure it will, because it always does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about you, Sam? You got any scoops? Uh, I think everything that I wanted to say, uh, well, that's probably not true because I could keep on talking about this deck forever, but I think <laughs> the most important things that have to be said have already been uh, <laughs> already been uh, uh, happening. So uh, I just want to thank you guys for uh, having me on the show. I really li liked uh, doing this. And uh, yeah, everyone, if you want to play Infect, uh, don't don't uh, hold back. Just uh, give it a go. It's a really, really a blast to play. So go ahead and do that. Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. All right, Pat, did you think of your scoop? I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'll scoop salmon for coming on the podcast, man, and talking to us about about Legacy Infect. It's a, it's a cool deck. It's a deck that I've uh, I've wanted to put together before, but I just I just can't do trops again. I can't do trops. <laughs> yeah. I trops once, you've I can't do you've it again. bought and sold trops like three times. <laughs> yes, I know. I can't do it again. <laughs> I, but um, but yeah, we've we've had, uh, it's it's a super cool deck. It's uh, one of the decks I've played against uh, quite a bit since coming to Legacy. And I always love playing against it as Blue Red Delver because I think it's a really fun, a fun matchup. So, and just shout out to Sam for for being on the deck and coming on the show and talking about it. And I love people who come on and they're passionate about stuff, man. It's like it's like makes for the best show. So, thank you to Sam. Thanks, Hell, appreciate it. Yeah, and I have a poop pat. Okay, go for it. I'm gonna. Is it, is it your? Is it about your bed, Jerry? It's not about my bed. Okay, I'm, I'm pooping on the 
Ashley bookcase from Wayfair and that. <laughs> first of all, first. Okay. Continue. Continue. I have to chastise you when you're done, but okay. Goddamn contraction. Get the, get the thing. The thing's impossible. The screws that come with it are these like cheap penny screws that are absolutely God awful mm-hmm. and nothing's working. And I'm putting it together. I started at 10. I started at 10 Pat. It is 2 AM and I am still putting this bookcase together because <laughs> it sucks so much. And I'm like, I have like the hammer. Like I've literally got to one point where I'm like, fuck these screws. And I got nails and I'm going to nail it together because <laughs> the screws are so bad. That's not good. <laughs> nails aren't good for a bookcase. <laughs> no, they're petty. They're finishing nails. They're finishing nails for the, for the back of it. Oh, I'm okay, okay, okay. I'm the son of a carpenter. Don't, don't you worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> But it's like 2 a.m. and I'm like trying not to wake up my girlfriend who's asleep on the couch and like tapping, <laughs> tapping the finishing nails in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then so- I put it all together, Pat. I put it all together and then I take a step back and I realize I put one of the pieces of wood in backwards. So like the fucking particle board side is showing. Yeah. So the finish isn't out. Yeah. So I had to fucking out. take the whole thing apart and then reassemble it again. Hold on. <laughs> 30 seconds ago, you said you stopped me and said, I am the son of a carpenter. Yes, I can measure, I can cut, and I can nail. I can't see which side the finish is on. So, so a quality piece of wood would have finished on all sides. So, why so does it Ger- only finish on part side? Why, Gerald, why only first of all, part of it? That's not finished. If it's only finished on part side, that's not finished. Why are they calling it a finishing? It's not finished. It, it, it is, but you should be ashamed of yourself for buying something from from a company like Wayfair when you can just build it yourself. So, have you seen the price of lumber? Have you seen the price of lumber? <laughs> I, I so listen, I will not ever buy anything from an ad I see on Instagram or Facebook ever again. Did I ever tell you about what happened when I bought some uh, remote control cars for my nephew? So uh, there was a, okay, go ahead, go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is just I'm, I'm just saying this is like a, a you know false advertising kind of experience that you had. I bought this uh, set of these like remote control trucks. They looked super awesome. They had videos of them on the web. It was like an Instagram ad. They had videos of them on the website. A kid was standing in the back of the dump truck while someone was driving around. It looked dope. It was like three of them for a hundred bucks because they were on sale. I was like, that's awesome. I'm going to order them. I order them a month later. They come in super late, like past the kid's birthday already. They, <laughs> yep. come in, they come in and they're supposed to be like these massive, you know, probably like a foot and a half long by like by like 18 inches high and they're like little mini remote control cars they're like this big i got a three of them for a hundred dollars i was not i was not happy uh Dude, I, I can't do it i did the same thing like i've three times i've ordered things off of those stupid ads and all three times i've had a file for reimbursement with my credit card company because they're fucking scams <laughs> i actually never thought about that i should have done that that's good idea. oh yeah yeah file for reimbursement <laughs> oh man uh but but anyway yeah so you know, don't don't buy stuff from Wayfair, Jerry. Just build it yourself, man. Well, it's because my girlfriend already had one, and we needed a second one to match it. Oh so no! That, oh, so that means you have too many books. So stop being <laughs> such a nerd and get rid of your books, okay? <laughs> but books uh, are the gateway to a million different universes, Pat. Go to a library. There's tons of them around. Around. Little little rainbow just <laughs> appeared above my head. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's get out of here. Let's, right. let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Sam's falling asleep over there. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm quite enjoying myself. Actually. <laughs> I'm <having a> lost. <laughs> uh, uh, so Sam, thanks again so much for coming on. It was hey, a cheers, blast. Guys. Thanks you. for having me. Definitely. And uh, uh, everyone try out Infect, uh, get with Sam and Sam, uh, we'll have you back on. Uh, let us know if there's any big uh, shakeups in the world of Infect. All right. We'll yes. do. Awesome. awesome.